This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, Cecil and Tom. This is Randy from Kent, Ohio. I was just listening to your podcast where you were highlighting that Ted Cruz just received the endorsement of this radical Christian pastor, Pastor Mike Bickle. Mike Bickle, as you noted, criticized Oprah Winfrey for being the whore of Babylon. And specifically what he was criticizing, not just from Winfrey, but from people who aren't overtly religious but are involved in charitable good works and humanitarian projects, he criticized people like us for doing it for, quote, all the wrong reasons, because we often hear these false criticisms about, well, where are all the hospitals and charities founded by atheists? These were only founded by people of faith, specifically Christians. Well, we know that's false when you look at charities, including Doctors Without Borders, which includes a lot of atheists and humanists, as well as people um, they work along with who are people of religious faith. And then there are a lot of great secular humanist charities that are popping up. But no, we're terrible people because we're, quote, doing it for all the wrong reasons. So keep up the good work, guys. Glory hold, motherfuckers. Hey, fellas. Big Rob from Texas here. You know, you do have a couple fans here in Texas. We got a couple skeptical atheists out this way. Good folks. We just have sex with sheep. That's all. Everybody's got their problem. Anyway, just come and say, I love the show, man. I listen to a lot of, uh, a lot of different atheist podcasts, science podcasts, uh, news podcasts. You name it. You guys kind of bring everything together. Uh, that, that's of interest to me and you're damn funny about it and I really appreciate what you're doing I encourage everybody listening go over there uh, go to their webpage pass on my buck you probably bought one of those horrible atheist red cup Starbucks back in December you could have spent that money felt good about it and uh, once again thanks guys for what you do Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance at 345 North Loomis in Chicago. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 276 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we're just doing, we're just Go, we're just going straight from the bottle on the maker's mark. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, well here's that's fine the thing. with me. Here's the thing. The reason why we're going straight from the bottles on the maker's mark, two reasons. One, yeah. we're like, this is like a fucking bachelor pad, and there's no cups. That's right? why I took a shit on the yeah. floor. So, like, <laughs> I left an upper decker in the, in the Well, that's why none of these keys work. I ejaculated on all of them. Yeah, so, that's yeah. all your computers. Yeah. So, no. they're disposable for have, you at this point. Like, they're like fucking <laughs> tissues. <laughs> So we have no cups, and I think that drinking right out of the bottle isn't that bad. Well, let me try it. Okay, Hold on. Give it a shot. Maker's Mark, um, this is terrible American whiskey. I've never hoboed up 
some Maker's Mark before. I will say, should I, I put say, it in that brown bag over maker's there? Maker's sure Mark. That I'm, maker's Mark. Why did I wipe? I wiped it instinctively. Like you've got. I mean, I know your diseases. I've given you most of them. That maker's was Mark. Rude. Face fucks Canadian club though. I will say that. Oh God! All yeah, day. Yeah. And that Crown Royal Ultra Whiskey that we tried. That that stuff wasn't very good. That weird licorice was, medicine eh, whiskey. It was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. It tasted like shit on ice. I will say this. It tasted way better than neat than it did on the rocks. On the rocks, it was horrifying. It was medicine. It tasted like it tasted like it, cough medicine. It opened like, up it opened up the, the liquor and it just didn't taste good. No, yeah. it didn't taste good neat either, to be per it, it was, was not okay. as bad. It was neat. okay neat. It's a little it wasn't spicy. great. It wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. It's not the best whiskey in the world. The best whiskey in the world can never come from Canada. Here's <laughs> here's a general rule of thumb. The, sure. The best fill in the blank cannot come from Canada. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the best moose sure. would be grown outside of Canada. <laughs> I like, don't know, in a man. zoo somewhere. I don't know, man. Maybe cloned. I don't know. I mean, like, what is the best, like, fucking, what's the best something that's, like, come out of Canada? Mountie. Not even the best Canadians come out of Canada. Best, you know what? The best, that's not true. The best Canadians leave Canada. The best hockey player comes out of Canada, I bet. I don't, did, did they win the last? Hockey-a-rama? I was thinking <laughs> series cup. Serious? <laughs> Did they no win idea. the cup bowl? I, I don't know. know. Like what? I don't the, know who won. Yeah, the the, the Stanley the, Challenge the or whatever. Won last year, maybe maybe the Blackhawks won yeah. last year. Because I because I hear that all the time. That like the that the, the, the all the best hockey. You know, oh yeah, you got shit hockey in the states. But like, don't we win more often down here in the states? Yeah, but we started the whole thing. They only have like five or six teams up there okay so there's but we take we steal all their players well that's because they're so happy to leave canada for a real country <laughs> God. are you kidding me it's not easy that's not stealing i guess that's true they're fucking immigrating that's what they're <laughs> fucking doing they're scaling that wall that got, trump's gonna build <laughs> it's a made out of moose yeah. <laughs> it's a moose wall <laughs> it's just like the mortar is maple syrup and the bricks are moose <laughs> <laughs> You've used all our national products. Oh god. That's it. Yeah. But now's the time to go to Canada because the dollar, the, the Canadian dollar is like at 70 cents to the American dollar. Yeah. So you can totally get Canadian prostitutes like super cheap. Yeah, you get a free bucket of tar sands. <laughs> With every meal. You go to Tim Hortons. That's the fucking Canadian version of coffee. It's just a fucking cup of tar sands oh. like, so oh. hi Canada how you doing <laughs> we have so many Canadians how you doing Canada I was gonna say we had so many Canadian listeners but there's not even so many Canadians yeah. so it's a ridiculous <laughs> almost offensive thing to say it's like so the, true. the whole population of Canada could listen could stop listening tomorrow and it wouldn't even show up on our graph <laughs> Lord the day is at hand we are in the last days you are Jehovah God this story comes from the Raw story. Michelle Obachman warns Obama Michelle will take... Michelle Obachman? <laughs> People get so mad when I you know. do that. That's it's amazing. Favorite. It's amazing. It's not Michelle Obachman. It's so rude. They get super mad, bro. It's awesome. Yeah. The more super mad people get, the more likely I am to say, make fun of your whole country unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I don't believe it, because... So Michelle Obachman warns Obama will take over the United Nations and then reveal he's the Antichrist. Don't you think that he would maybe stay in a position of power before he does that? Right. He's like, I've taken over the United Nations. And he like rips off his mask and he's just the same guy. Yeah. Like he just like pulls off his mask and, ah, and I'm Obama too. And, and everyone's like, like, oh, he's still black. There's like one fly on his it. lip. He's yeah. got the Bielsa lips. He's got the Bielsa lips. <laughs> right. 
take over the United Nations. The United Nations doesn't have any power. Wouldn't you want to stay with the superpower government that you fucking run and be the fucking the Antichrist then? Well, just think about how much he could not accomplish if he was in charge of the UN. I mean, so far, he's done such an awesome job of not accomplishing things here that if only he were in charge of an even lesser body. Sure. I mean, sure. can you imagine all the nothing he could get? He could I know. get done. He could it just, would be amazing. He could just do an amazing amount of nothing. You know what he's going to do is the Antichrist is going to is going to issue sanctions. <laughs> <laughs> the Antichrist is like, uh, oh, I'm going to send you a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Please stop bombing civilians. The Antichrist love the Antichrist. The Antichrist comes up with a, a, a sustainability goals. <laughs> I propose a carbon tax no one will pay oh, for. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, Bachman predicted world leaders were poised to grant legitimacy to the Islamic State. Um, she said, I believe they are positioning themselves so that someday they could invade Israel to, be take over the, to take over the vast stores of oil and natural gas that Israel is controlling. Obama would only go into an empowered, powerful U.N., powerful enough to see the United States come under the U.N.'s authority. That will fucking never happen ever, (laughs) ever. These people think – so the prophecies that they had about Obama being like starting World War III, you know, this is the end times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the stuff that they had said throughout his entire presidency didn't come true. They were fantasies. So now they all the – fantasy right. prophecies that they created they've got to figure out a new avenue for him to actually uh achieve these depths that he's right. going to be you know right. destroying the world with and the only avenue that they have is like well he didn't do it during the job where he could have probably done that right when he could have easily plunged the world into a nuclear winter sure say, right yes you know mm-hmm. uh he didn't do it then the amount of evil that he wrought upon the world yeah super minimal yeah. like he totally didn't do it then right. but now what we got to do is we've got to put him in a position of power what position of power out there can we put him in oh none let's fucking just pretend that the fucking the head of the united nations has some sort of power yeah I, and she kind of alludes she's like well first the u.n has to become powerful yeah no and yeah, then sure. yeah. obama has to become the president of the u.n right. or the fucking I don't know. Does the UN Grand have a president? Poobah. They like, have a yeah, poobah. Like the yeah. fucking Grand yeah. Dragon or Absolutely. whatever. The, the, the great water buffalo. <laughs> the, he has to become the, the great water, water buffalo of the UN. <laughs> and then black helicopters, right? Sure. Like, it's just, this is like some fucking crazy man-cow conspiracy bullshit. It's, well, it's garbage. I mean, this is... This is it's her, like the Masons, man. This is her bread and butter. This is what she does now. This is, this is what Michelle Obachman does, yes. is talk about prophecy and be giddy about the end times. That's all she does. And they're so happy. Like, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, they want the end times so bad. They're fucking so wet for the fucking end times. They're fucking... They're a fucking slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> she's for the end times, she's squirting man. for the end right. times. <laughs> it's like it's like she's so fucking wet for the end times you're not even sure you're in there you know yeah, right it's right. like you're like mm, i'm not you know there's enough gonna there's enough juice left over i could just slide this butt plug right, right in there. <laughs> there's enough juice in there but i do you mind if i phone a friend like, Jesus, this is like this is like an italian beef sandwich when you have it dipped <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yes. 
Oh, and it's just as salty. I, I mean, knew, <laughs> I knew that if I went down that dark and twisted fucking path, you would find a way to bring it home. I knew oh, it. God. I knew it. And you never disappoint, buddy. You never fucking <laughs> disappoint. Why do I do this show? I don't know. I feel so terrible about know. myself. Do you know what I think? All the time I think like, what if somebody I like listens to this show? <laughs> Thankfully, I don't like other people and other people grossly dislike me. The only, but- the only difference between you know that and the Italian beef is I put my face in the Italian beef and go... <laughs> 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 like, I don't know where to put the jardinera. <laughs> uh, what's awesome know. is it Italian beef. pickled before I got it- here. <laughs> Italian beef, Italian beef, jardinera, and dipped sandwich. All that is so Chicago centric. Like, Nobody's no one, get it. no one will get it. People right. will be like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" That's true. I forgot. It's totally I was Chicago centric. This to somebody the other day, I'm like, you know, at the Italian beef sandwich is not a thing outside of Chicago. Like, if you go even as far as, like, St. Louis, which is basically, like, Chicago's anus, like, it's like... <laughs> well, it's only half an anus is <laughs> out of the water. <laughs> there's only half There's only half out. But I remember I, I tried to get an Italian beef down there. I called it Italian joint. I'm like, yeah, I think an Italian beef sandwich. So it's like, blink, 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 <laughs> blink. It was like it was like they were like I know all the words in this sentence, but I cannot. I don't know what that is. Get yeah. There. yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that, that's it's a it's a pretty Chicago centric thing. And Giardinera is definitively Chicago centric. You can't get that anywhere else. Like I mean, you travel somewhere else, it, they have it at Subway here. Like you could go there and be like, yeah, I'd like some Giardinera on my sandwich, and you can get it. I get go, it in my cereal. You go somewhere else. Go anywhere else in the Midwest, even. And look for Jardinera, and all they have is those pickled jalapenos. That's rude. I know. That's that's not the same thing. Oh, it's so not the same thing. It's not coated in oil and like the little cauliflower chunks, I man. I know. I know. Fuck. Oh, it's so good. It's like so, it's like eating Michelle Obachman's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> not as spicy. Oh God. <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. Fewer carrots. <laughs> Well, her husband ain't been down there in a long true, time to man. clean it up, That's man. That's true. He's it's fucking true. terrified of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know he is, he's man. Like, he's, like, he's like, he's like, reaching out one hand, like what? touch it. Oh, am I done? Am I, am I done? Can I be done? Can I be done? Can I? Can, can, I? can I be excused? <laughs> it's just like, and she's like, mm, not until you clean your plate off. <laughs> Disgusting segment we've ever done. No, it's not, oh, but it's up there. God. Oh. oh, Jesus. Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> you are watching the beginning and the birth of the New World Order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. All right, so this story is also from Right Wing Watch, just because Right Wing Watch has the best talkies. Glenn Beck readies to read his children left behind and move operations to Israel in preparation for the looming collapse. This guy is amazing, and he should not have children. And is he wearing a camouflage scarf? Looks like it. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. I'm going to play this. I'm going to come over there. I want to look at his scarf. Okay. This is why I'm endorsing Ted Cruz, and I'm, I'm going out this weekend. And, you know, they've said, I don't know if this will make a difference. And I'm like, I don't care. I am not going to sit at home. If I could change one mind, I'm not going to sit at home because I know what the consequences are. 
And uh, so I'm just ashen. I'm just ashen. Like ashen faced. Like, like yeah. you are. You are, yeah. No, you're not ashen, but you are wearing a legitimately camouflage green and and fucking puke yellow scarf. Like just knotted around his neck like a fucking military cravat or something. <laughs> like. What we are you're in the fucking jungle? It's like I don't want to get shot in the neck. Do you, does anybody have a fucking neck camo? When you're as white as Glenn Beck, you literally have to camo everything. That's I can't see his neck. Where yeah. it is just a floating just head. A floating head. <laughs> his camouflage is so you know that shit. Hold on a second, because that shit fucking makes me crazy when people are like when they wear camouflage as like a fashion accessory, it looks fucking weird. Yeah. It looks weird 100% of the time that you do it. Camouflage is fucking invented to break up your silhouette by the military. It does not look good. It is not a fucking fa- a fashion accessory that it looks like a fucking cheap wool scarf knotted around your neck like a no man even wears a scarf like that. I know. The way it's tied. The way it's tied. Way no it's tied. man no wears a scarf wear like that. Like, well, unless you're Parisian. But a fucking... Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, unless unless your friends are Shaggy and Thelma and, like, you've got a... And you go, we got dog, too! Like, really? Oh, unless you're banging Daphne yeah. in the back of the mystery machine. Very true. You do not have a fucking man scarf knotted around your neck. And it doesn't make it more manly because it's a fucking camo scarf. You don't look tough wearing camo. You look like a guy wearing camo. You look like a man who can't decide whether to wear fucking puke green or bile yellow. And I open up the doors of my office and they're having a meeting out in the, um, the waiting room of my office. And a whole bunch of people are in there. And I look at the main people around me and I said, we have to pick up our pace. Speaking? You have to pick up your pace on speaking? (laughs) You can't slow it down. Pick up your fucking pace on speaking. We have to. He's like fucking, he's like Shatner. (laughs) Jesus. He has literally no idea where he's going. Every word is a surprise to him. It comes out of his mouth and fucking enters his fucking ears. And he's like, whoa, that word. He should be constantly spitting up confetti. (laughs) (laughs) On finding another place to broadcast. We have to find a place. I need to know if I can get to, to Jerusalem where they won't shut this down. No one's going to shut you down. You're just on the internet. Nobody cares. I will tell you from personal experience, (laughs) you can fucking say anything on the internet. Anything. You're not broadcasting. You don't have a fucking radio tower. You're on the fucking internet, bro. What do you think they're going to shut down Glenn Beck? Who's they? We're not regulated by anything. It's the internet. You can fuck donkeys on the internet. That's only mildly less offensive exactly. than your show. Like you can fucking rape kids on. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> well, isn't that where the priests all? I don't want an internet you? anymore. Okay. I'm done with the internet. We can be able to broadcast into the United States. This could end quickly. Oh God! The uh, fear mongering is just right? so fucking pathetic. And at this point, it's such a bore. I know. It's, right? You hear it. And you, Oh, my God. When the fuck are the goddamn concentration camps and re-education camps coming? When are they going to when are they going to Nazi up some Nazi? <laughs> right. Like, you know, because that's all well, it keeps talking about. They're going to shut me down there. The man is coming in the you know, this is like this is as fucking uh, absurd as do you remember when fucking man cow was on Q101. He started getting all weird conspiracy shit and was talking about the black helicopters and shutting down his show and all that fucking 
crazy yeah. cuckoo it's lunatic called, you didn't bullshit. Have fucking ratings anymore, right. twat master. Exactly. Listen, fucking X Files. It's <laughs> like no one's gonna throw you in jail, Mulder. You're fucking fine because it's not real. None of it's real. You're making it up. No one's scared of you. No yeah. one. Nobody is scared of you. Everybody I've ever met could fight you and win <laughs> right now. <laughs> You're a giant pudding pop of a man. <laughs> fucking pull start you with your scarf, you twat. <laughs> this could end quickly. And Sven. Sven? 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 It's a squirmish. Sven. You gotta just throw an S in front of the tooth sound. Sven. He's taking his scarf too seriously. I see in the corner of my eye my little daughter's head. He started crying. And she peeks her head. That's all that's left of her. <laughs> I, I took her, her body. I took her to the deep web. <laughs> Around, she has tears in her eyes. And I'm like, no, no, I mean, no, no. Not now. Wait. She just like, he turns into, he turns into, he turns into Tasmania devil's like, He's a Tasmanian dad. It's like your daughter pokes her head around her. She's got tears in her eyes because she's visiting you in the fucking asylum. You lunatic. When are you coming? That has to be a clip forever I for Glenn Beck. God, we got to listen to that all over again. <laughs> like, no, no, I mean, no, 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 now. Jerusalem is a suburb. It's like snacks to Fort Worth. Snacks. It's snacks to. So that is snacks. Then snacks. We're just throwing S's in the front of words. Oh, the front. The front. I'm Glenn Sivivek. That's what I was meaning. Um, my kids, I'm, I'm bad. I tell my kids everything. Uh, as, as, you know, George Washington uh, went to join the Navy at 13. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> the, uh, when George Washington joined the Navy at 13, what does that have anything to do with parenting in the fucking 2016? What? That's a bad idea. Yeah. Nobody would advocate that. <laughs> Um, we pamper our kids and think that they don't get it and think they don't know. <laughs> they're sent to fix this. They're, they're the ones who are going to, they're the giants. It's not us. They're the giants that are going to fix this. They have to know. They have to know. I, I talked to Tanya and I, uh, we, we talked this weekend about reading um, uh, Left Behind to our kids. Remember that series? They have to know. What, that you they like have- a fictional book? Right. I have to read The Lord of the Rings to my uh, kids because they have to know about Tom Bombadil. Man, I, I, I got to read The Stand because what if there's a super flu? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I oh, I got to read it because clowns are everywhere, maybe in the sewer, and they're basically your fears embodied. Oh, what are you kidding me? We don't just read. It's fiction. It's garbage. It's fucking as made up as the All rest of it. All these people, though, think that's a real. That's like a fucking documentary to these God, people. God, can you though. imagine being the guy that wrote that thing? And he's like, oh, fuck, I made it up. Do they not know I made it up? Yeah. That this might be the time. May not be. Might be. Might not be. Might Every be, uh, time might be the time. Could be. I don't know. I mean, you no, know, fuck it. What if it is? What if it's not? You know? 
Could uh, maybe elephants are going to rain down from the sky instead of water tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe not. Maybe that could happen. It actually, couldn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. Go back. But you have an army on Earth now that says they are the army of the Antichrist. They are the army of Armageddon. I'm going to take them seriously until we prove them wrong. I was talking about ISIL. Right? Did they say they're the army of the Antichrist, though, or did they say they're an army of their God or something? Well, they say that they are. So they, they, they do, are they based do, on a doomsday they, prophecy. I know they're based yeah. on a doomsday, and I know that they say that they're part of. Uh, they're part, but it's like, don't you guys believe in a different book? Yeah, but it's all wouldn't fucking that, Wouldn't that be a guy who comes, who comes into Star Trek universe and be like, I have a fucking lightsaber. Like, <laughs> we don't have lightsabers, <laughs> asshole. We got phasers, fuckhead. Pew, pew, <laughs> you prick. I'm not setting it to stun, you fucking Jedi pussy. The fuck in your own universe. Fucking wizards don't work in the future. Right. <laughs> Can't have fucking Frodo show up on the fucking Enterprise. Doesn't fucking work. So you're fucking, you can't mash your goddamn silly religions together. You fucking asshole. But, but they would argue, they would argue, though, that because they're all Abrahamic religions, that you can because spaceships. Oh, fuck. Because look. Listen, listen to my argument. I think it's sound. God, they're the fucking, they're the, are spaceships. they the army of Xenu? Are they the fucking they, army of Xenu? Are they going to fucking come get our Thetans? They are, they're fucking dumped them once into a volcano. They could do it again. Dump me into a volcano. Don't make me dump you into Jesus, volcanoes. I want to go. <laughs> they can't fit in a whole volcano. <laughs> you would plug that fucking thing up. You can't even fit my impure thoughts in a volcano. They're are you like, kidding me? And they're like, oh, it took all the way out. No, can't. Yeah, no, right? there's not. There aren't five. The, the fucking biggest sun in the universe can't <laughs> fit my fucking, my impure thoughts. A fucking black hole of fucking exactly. dirty thinking. <laughs> oh, I like that black hole. I'm a fan of that. Oh, my. I need no lube. The, Zero lube with that giant the, the black hole. The things I've thought about make people stretch. That's all I'm saying. We, Lord, we just asked it to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So this story is also from the New Civil Rights Movement. A uh, Baptist pastor says God wants Syrian refugees destroyed, even their women, children, and animals. And they're animals. They're animals. Like somebody's like, I brought my guinea pig. Fucking kill it. Kill it. But it's just a guinea pig. It's literally the most harmless creature on earth. Fucking kill it. It's the burrito of creatures. It's a fucking Muslim guinea pig. Are you kidding me? It is a fucking burrito animal. It is. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's packaged for other predators it's, to eat. I, I've had guinea pigs. Yeah. And they are fucking worthless. They can't. Like if you let them walk around, they'll just fall off the stairs and die. The fact that they fucking live for even one moment is a fucking Christmas tasty miracle. <laughs> the whole time we had them, we're just like, I have a piss rat. I just want to eat this thing. Piss rat? It's a disgusting <laughs> cedar-filled fucking cage full of urine that his fucking little food animal runs around in, fattening itself up until you eat it. It literally serves no other purpose. So uh, speaking of things that don't serve a purpose, I want to talk about this idiot uh, who's talking about how Syrian refugees should be destroyed, says, I will oppose any attempt to relocate Syrian refugees to Alabama through the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program, and that's because Alabama isn't an upgrade from Syria. Right? Like, they're not going to show up. Like, like Alabama actually would do well with a few barrel bombs. But, like, if there was some more barrel bombs in Alabama, people would start thinking it would be habitable. Like, you do you do a Trading Spaces version yeah. of Alabama. <laughs> Syria! <laughs> And Syria? And the Syrians are disappointed. They're like, well, I, we didn't give us much to work the with. The Alabamans won't leave. Right. <laughs> They're just staying in 
cereal? I would love to see an Alabama cereal wife swap. Hey, y'all, this place has a skylight. <laughs> God. Oh my God. It's like it's like the, uh, the, the trading spaces decorators like take a one look around Alabama and they're just like, well, uh, it needs a little more natural light. This guy literally says that we should destroy them. He says, perhaps our leaders should study the Old Testament when God gave specific instructions to destroy these people. And he's and he specifically is talking about women, children, and animals. There. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a world where you look at children and fucking a goat and you're just like well and like some some fucking 15 year old girl you're just like well the bible says we should destroy you so walk it walk it like are you kidding yeah that's outrageous it's uh, this is a guy who's supposed to be a moral authority like, well, let's and, never forget that and it's he's, a pap- when he's pastor. when he starts out his speech he says at the risk of sounding like, being an outcast or considered a narrow-minded bigot that's how he starts his well, speech. At least he knows the risk. I mean, he understands what he's saying. It's right. fucking horrible, right? right? Yeah. This fucking asshole is saying we should fucking kill other people. He's like, and he says these are the same people who bring hate to America, hate to Christians, and a vowed takeover of the world, destroying our way of life. Perhaps our leaders should study the Old Testament and basically destroy these people. Yeah. I, I love the idea that somebody's going to bring hate to you. So what your response is, well, not if we do it first. Yeah. Because I bet I can bring a hate to you that's bigger than the hate you bring to me. I'm so intolerant of intolerance that I'm intolerant of your intolerance enough that uh, ah, boom! And yeah. you just like, you just explode. You just give up. You, you can't just give up it, at a right? certain point. This guy's a fucking despicable thing, though. And I will say that the out, there's been some outrage by the Baptist community, uh, and, and they, they're saying, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this fucking xenophobe actually posted something like this. I just don't understand a world where somebody's like, I think we should kill their children. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Like, even if the adults, even if the adults, you say, like, even if you're so fucking hate-filled, xenophobic, narrow-minded shithead that you look and you say, like, every adult is at risk of being a, you know, militant or whatever. Right. The idea that you would be like, well... We definitely got to kill their babies too, right? Like we got to destroy the small ones. Well, and, and the and the very fact that they're just basically saying these people are violent, we should kill them. Right. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. These people are violent, we should kill yeah. them. Do you realize you should fucking you should fucking voip out of existence when you say that? <laughs> I know. He, he I mean embedded in all of that, right? Is that these are garbage people. Yeah. Right? They yeah. have they're, no they're they have ha- no value. They're half people. Right. They're yeah. they're subhuman. Yeah. They're not human. They're subhuman. They're, and we have every right yep. to kill any subhuman we want. Right. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google Plus, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story's pretty great. This is from Forbes. Uh, Deepak Chopra says, Bacteria listen 
to our thoughts. Oh. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, evidently, he was on uh, this week's Fat Summit online conference, which was hosted by some other celebrity dipshit doctor and author of a fucking book where they all fucking parade about congratulating themselves yeah, in fucking masturbatory yeah. fashion. It's like right? the Oscars, but yeah. for like people that are less known. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, exactly. It's like worse than Facebook. It's just <laughs> it's like this fucking self-congratulatory masturbatory public bullshit that doesn't mean anything. Anyway, he got on there with a bunch of other fucking monsters of thought like uh vani the food babe oh wow. um yeah food right babe, huh? and then they all get together and they're like i've only got nine new york Times bestsellers <laughs> <laughs> and you've got 20 <laughs> I'll, I'll invite you up to the hamptons mm, right mm. right yes my rolls royce is only mm, a hair smaller than your rolls royce ah <laughs> we're rich on the backs of fucking credulous dipshits <laughs> so like he's talking like everybody like the new thing is leaky gut syndrome like i've read about this a number of times very recently like leaky gut syndrome is like a new thing that they're all seizing upon sure, right because there's sure. some preliminary scientific yep. evidence that some shit might permeate through the intestinal wall yeah. and then you know move its way or somehow interact yep. in but yep. but all of it is very poorly understood and they're just sort of beginning to understand what and if and how and if it affects anything but these fucking uh, uh you know quantum dipshits seize upon this right because now it's an opportunity for them to police or help you police by selling you ideas and books and bullshit and yeah. products help you police what you put into your body <clears throat> and continue to treat um, everything that, that, that is a, a part and parcel of our health, mental health, emotional health, and physical health as a fucking nutritional deficit, Yeah. right? And it's fucking insane. And now he's talking about like Deepak Chopra has decided that the bacteria in our body, he seized upon a few basic facts of biology that were basically cellularly you know, comp- comprised of a tremendous amount of bacteria. And he's like, yeah, it's basically... It's the tail wagging the dog, right? The bacteria are driving, and we're just giant bacteria machines, and that's the whole thing, and they control us. Like, like the bacteria are fucking, like, tiny people, like, a fucking little... homunculuses inside <laughs> of us, <laughs> controlling <laughs> us with levers. Yeah. Fucking hate these people so much! Well, I think what Deepak is, is kind of brilliant in the sense that he gets on the edge of what is considered new research. Picks something up out of it, and then exploits it to his own yeah, profit. Right, right. Yeah. So there's a brilliance to it. Uh, a, I think, a, a, a malicious brilliance, but there's still a brilliance to what he does. Right. Which is to try to seize on the thing that is now cresting the wave in the scientific community. He did it with quantum stuff. Right. He's going to do it with leaky gut. And the very next thing that comes out, yeah. pretty soon, uh, you know, when AI starts to become a thing, he's going to have something on mm-hmm. that. So he yep. could then sell yet another book and more garbage if he's selling other garbage, et cetera. And the, so will Vani and whoever else because they're trying to market all this stuff. So they're, they're trying to jump ahead as fast as they can. And I want to read a piece of this article because i think it, it it's from from forbes and i think it, it 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 sort of frames the whole thing very well it says the functions interactions and inner workings of these ohms are complex with our understanding of them still at an infant stage in other words what we know about the micro microbiome epigeome and ge- genome uh, is dwarfed by what we have yet to learn. And Deepak exploits this 
taking brazen liberties yep. to fill in the gaps. And I think that's exactly what he's doing, right? He's filling in any of the gaps with his own garbage. Right. The stuff that he's sort of, he's been stirring this garbage pot for years <laughs> right. and he's spackling in any of the gaps with his own garbage that he's yeah. been yes. formulating and, yes. and, and pulsating in his, you know, in his little fucking cauldron right. forever and ever. You know, his quantum garbage and his, you know, whatever other stuff that he was talking about. He's going to do that every time. And then he's going to decry anybody else who comes forward and says, hey, man, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Right. And then he'll say, oh, well, you could you, you're Mr. Know it all, you know everything. Let's me list some things for you, you know? And that's what he's going to do. And he's going to, he's going to fight against. But this is a, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. It's a smart way to go about bilking people out of money. It is. And the thing is, like, nobody remembers because all of his shit relies on other shit, which relies on other shit. And nobody remembers all the fucking gobbledygook that he said before. Nobody remembers the misses. Right. So all he, what he gets to do is They're he gets to misses, say, you know, but- it's like, it, he's, he's fucking he's taking this information and he plays fucking clue with it to yeah. figure out who yeah. shit is right so you know it's like oh it's Colonel Mustard in the drawing room with a candlestick right. or whatever you right. know and then later when it turns out to be fucking Mrs. Peacock in the library with the fucking gun nobody remembers the prior fucking suggestion right because right. it's just it, it's it's like oh that was a bad guess it was based on all these other factors it was a little complicated because it's one to the other to the other so bloop, that goes and lives in the bucket super easy yep Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. I don't even want to click. You just on this. when you click on it, you feel like you're put on a watch list I, somewhere. I, I am uncomfortable yeah. clicking on this. Yeah. Ah, all right, it's from the dispatch. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, good. An ad popped up. I can fucking not puke for a second. Uh, it's from the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Ex seminarian. Seminarian is probably the worst title, right? I think this title, is a right? good way to ex- describe him. Right. Yeah. Uh, who studied in Columbus, charged with planning to rape infant in Mexico. Wait a second. He had a plan? I, who, like, what is, what is it? A, a, like a trail of Skittles in a box and a string? <laughs> like, what's your plan? I your got some Skittles plan? in my pocket. The other thing, too, when they say he had a plan to rape, you know, it, it feels like it's it, it, he's trying to outsmart the infant in some right. ways. Like he can't <laughs> improvise against an infant <laughs> that you have to walk in with like a written out plan with like X's and O's. It's like taking the- virginity from a baby. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I think you just named this episode. I don't, want, to- <laughs> I don't want that. Take it I don't want that. I take it all. I back. want to go somewhere where <laughs> there's just puppies and kittens. <laughs> That's all I want. Oh, this guy would find a way to rape them. He would. <laughs> So this fucking guy is, uh, he was studying to be a priest. Literally a fucking guy too. Right. He understood his calling at least, you know, he was, he was in the right line of work. Um, So he was studying to be a priest at some pontifical college, Josephinium, none of that means anything to me, in Columbus. He was arrested because he was accused of trying to travel to Mexico to assault infant girls. Um, I don't even... I can't even imagine how, and I never will imagine it, but how does that Google search work? You're like, oh, I totally need to find some baby girls to rape. Yeah, what do you put <laughs> in your search engine? You know, like, and when, it, when you put it in, there should be a flashing light that says, please will be arriving in three, All right? two, one. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like yesterday I was talking to a buddy. I'm like, we should get falafel. I have no issues Googling falafel near me, right? Sure, like, yeah. okay, falafel near me. <laughs> Enter. Oh, I'm going to have some falafel. Baby rape near me. Right? 
<laughs> is there an app for that? What is happening in this? What is happening in the world when when you when you go to type that in? Right. That your fingers don't combust. Yeah. Is proof enough that being in the seminary is the fucking wrong thing? Because there's clearly no God. Like there's no there is no way that you can be like, ah oh, man, I believe in a just, benevolent, merciful God. Anyway, uh, that's when I'm at work. But when I go home, yeah, when I'm I a- Google rape a baby. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? And then I go out of my way to contact someone who's clearly an FBI agent or something. Yeah. And then go out of my way to contact and be like, yeah, so c- can I get that three-year-old? Because I'm going to tell you via email that I'm going to rape her. Right. I and, and we're not even talking about three. It's an infant. Yeah. That's what he's saying. We're not even to a the toddler, toddler stage. Oh, he said up to three. Up to three oh, years oh, up old. To three. So he's willing to go. He's a, Look, he's willing to get him a little lung in the tooth. Tom. Oh, my God. Yeah. In that they might have a tooth. <laughs> a lung like, in the tooth. I didn't say, I didn't say long in the teeth, right? Tom. I said long in the tooth. Jesus. Yeah. I got nothing else to say. I just, because. Well, they did it the toddler. Oh, God. <laughs> I got to die now. I gotta die. I feel I feel genuinely uncomfortable covering this story. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. All right. So this story comes from the consumerist. Uh, airline lets passengers buy child tickets, snacks. For supernatural dolls. Wait, they buy snacks for those dolls? And then when the doll isn't looking, do they eat them? But fucking, of course they do. It's like when your fucking neighbor, when you're like, it's like if you fly southwest and they come by with the peanuts and the guy next to you is sleeping, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll take his. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll give him too many wakes up. And you fucking eat them. Everybody does it, right? He wanted to. Yeah, right. Yeah. He, you know, <laughs> he's kind of a big guy. So evidently, if you fly Thai Smile Airways, oh, so file that one away, huh. Thai Smile Airways, it sounds like an airline where you can do fucking anything. Sure. Right? Like you're flying Thai Smile, mm, uh, right? Yeah. Like it's like flying like fucking Ladyboy Express. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so you're flying Thai Smile Airways and you can totally like I read this and it's funny because it says like the airline will now sell individual seats for passengers carrying dolls known as look that I probably mispronounced that or child angels which have recently grown in popularity in the okay, region. Okay, now hold on a second. The picture and this video scariest it, thing ever. Literally nothing angelic about any of these little things. They're they're, they're horrifying. Are, they are all from a horror movie. They're, they are all Chuckies. They yeah, are all little Chuckies. I know. They're little Chuckies that sit next to you. And that one on the far left looks exactly like an Asian Chucky. <laughs> I actually, that one on the left somehow is fat. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like a wait fat a minute. Baby. Wait a minute. Can't you put your doll on a diet? Like, what? what is going <laughs> no, you're on? you're buying it snacks. You're buying Way it too snacks. Many snacks. And I read this, and I was like, well, of course the airline will sell it a seat. Of course they will. Like, I'll yeah. fucking sell it a seat in my car. Yeah. Like, I'll fucking... Who would not sell it a seat? You want to buy a seat for something that weighs nothing, costs mo- no money, won't complain, won't pinch the ass of the stewardess, right? And you don't like, have to pay anybody if your plane goes down. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, the, look here, the thing, the, we should be surprised. And zero risk. The airlines would love nothing more than to fly just a thing of dolls around <laughs> with no people on it. It would be the great. They don't even have to pressurize the cabin. One of the stewardess, I guess it's stewards. One of the stewards is like fucking him in the mouth. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. doesn't matter. No one would know. You have it's to a do whole, that in Mexico, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and How long I, have you had this doll? If it's over three, I don't want to fuck it. Under, here's what I don't understand. If, the, if that guy is seriously looking for a, a three-year-old, why doesn't he get one of these child dolls? Then he'd have, like, he could have, like, a whole blow-up doll section of Cabbage Patch Kids he could fuck. It's a new market yeah. for the worst could possible people. He could fuck him people. into coleslaw. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> That's a mayonnaise-based coleslaw. <laughs> oh, no. I got to die now. <laughs> oh. Ah. Jeez. You, know, you know what happens to me, Cecil, the last uh. several episodes? We record, yeah, and I'm, uh, and then I go back and we listen, yeah, and I listen and I'm turning the volume down. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna say it. Oh, no, it don't. I said it. Oh, uh. how do you like that? My own mother falling for that stuff. Well, you don't know, Larry. Maybe Doctor Kahuha can help her. Doctor, that guy's no doctor. He's a quack. So this story comes from SmackMyHead.com. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. The Sydney Morning Herald. Smack sorry, my head. I was. Yeah. No, that's what the chiropractor does. Oh, that's why man. he breaks her neck. Yeah. Oh, this is gross. Uh, this is a uh, call for age limit after chiropractor breaks a baby's neck. That's amazing because I thought babies didn't. Aren't they like made of like rubber? Yeah, you got to really twist. You but really I, gotta I like that he committed. The fuck out of him. Yeah. In it, order to get it to break. It's good that he commits. You know, yeah. like none of this fucking namby pamby chiropractic. Um, so this person evidently thought their baby needed to say a chiropractor, probably because the chiropractor will fucking adjust anything that has insurance. Sure, yeah. Right? Fucking, I knew a chiropractor that would adjust your dog. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Did any dogs ever bite him? I don't please know. Please say yes. Please Pe- say I yes. I don't know. Please People yeah, would bring their dogs in. He would charge them like 50 buck, and he That's would- kind of amazing. Adjust their dog. The dog would just be like, bro, what the fuck? That- I was there when he adjusted a dog. He's like a vet too. He like he's a, he's a veterinarian chiropractor or whatever. I don't know, but he was just basically he was just like I don't care. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. You'll fucking crack your back if you twist a little funny. It means nothing. Yeah. So fucking bring your dog in. I'll tell you it cracked. You're not inside the dog. You don't even know if I did anything. Yeah. You, you, I just petting your dog for money. I just move. I, I do a little thing. I make my arms move. And he I, used a little toolie tool thing. Sometimes they have this little tool that like just clicks, and they just he just puts it on the dog. And goes click click click, and then it was fifty bucks. He's fucking, he was petting your dog for money. Oh. I pet dogs for free. Oh, man. Because they're pets. I don't know that I want to do that anymore. I might char- start charging people. Right? Just walk up to somebody on the street. I will pet your dog for $5. $5. $5 dog petting service. Bring me your dog, and I will pet it. Unless it smells weird. Yeah. Right? Unless you have one of those oily, greasy fucking oh, yeah. dogs. yeah. Dogs that stink up the elevator. Right? Yeah. Ugh. I hate those dogs. Fucking rancid-ass yeah. animal. I Anyways. call that a me. Yeah. <laughs> you are the dog. <laughs> so this fucking... They brought a four-month-old baby in, um, uh. and the chiropractor broke the fucking baby's neck. Yeah. The baby's going to be fine. Well... Because it's a baby, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but they did say in there that it was it was very close to causing some very serious damage. Right. But it didn't. It yeah. wound up well, that the baby's going to recover. I can't imagine if, if I was like, yeah, my baby fucking... And it's probably also one of these chiropractors. I'm just guessing. But a lot of these fuckheads, you know, they'll tell you that like, oh, it cures colic and it, you know, treats allergies and, it, you know, treats all this other shit. So it's like fucking I got a fussy ass baby. Bring it in. Sure. This, this seemingly knowledgeable medical professional is telling me he can fix it at fucking no risk. It's it seems non-invasive. Yeah. Well, it seems like no risk. Yeah, it seems like that's what I mean. Yeah. That's the way they sell it, yeah. right? Like, oh, don't give your baby a medicine that'll work. You know, let me just fucking sure twist her fucking head off yeah. and then they'll stop crying right away. Let me, let me punch him with a Superman punch and right. see what happens. Yeah, uh, and and chiropractic isn't not risk free, right? I mean, like right. there's plenty of of cases of people who have 
who've had this happen to them, the broken necks and things and strokes. Yeah. Strokes because right. of it, et cetera. Uh, but people treat it, like you said, treat it as risk-free. And so you have situations like this. And now they're talking about whether or not they're going to start like, let these people into the hospital because they've been sneaking into the hospital to like do this stuff. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. I want to read a part of this too, because this is what they, 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 this is how they describe it. Chiropractic care can be remarkably gentle, he said. Being a five-year university-trained spinal health expert, a chiropractor will modify and adjust their techniques to suit the age and spine of the individual child. Yeah, because it's a made-up thing, right? right. It's made up. It's, it's not a thing that's real. So it's like, okay, yeah, it's fucking super easy to adjust because I just make it up again. Yeah, maybe I didn't even adjust it. Maybe I just fucking twiddle-twaddled around their neck. You have no idea if you did anything. It's all made up. And the, and the fucking very next paragraph, it says the AMA is not aware of any evidence that chiropractic manipulative treatment of infants and children offer any benefit at all. Yeah. So you're just making it up and you're trying to say like, oh, it's totally safe because I'm basically not doing anything. It's like saying like, well, what, you know, when I do Reiki therapy, it's safe. Well, you're fucking manipulating nothing. You're fucking not even touching people. In this case, they do touch people and it's not risk-free. Yeah. But they could just as easily just fucking twiddle twaddle their hands across the baby's back and not accomplish anything and be like, give me the money. Yeah. Because it's garbage. Yeah. It's like they're playing that dandelion game. You know, mama had a baby and its head popped off. <laughs> Fucking flicking the baby's heads off. It. Except for they're shaking it a lot right? throughout the whole process. The semen is the cream of the blood. Semen is produced by the blood. It is the cream. It is the it is the pow. It is the cream of blood. That's just no other way to say it. So this story comes from revealnews.org. Jehovah's Witnesses fight law on reporting child sex abuse to the police. Jesus fucking Christ. So what the fuck is that? That's happening? kind of just what it sounds like, actually. Like, the story is just like, well, here's an example of why it's awful. And you're like, fucking, I know that it's awful. There's no world where that's not awful. The idea that any organization at all would be like, well, maybe what we could do is just handle it in-house. Really? Do you have fucking a prison system in-house? <laughs> Like, and wait, wait, I'm not going to fucking trust the Jehovah's Witness to handle anything. They can't even bake a birthday cake. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not going to ask you to fucking tie my shoes. These are people who don't blood transfusion. Exactly. Right? It's like, the oh, fuck? I'm out of blood. I got some extra. Pass. Fuck you then. Fuck no, you on yeah. every point. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? You're wrong. This is a group of people who couldn't fucking be right twice a day, right? Like, they're fucking... Yep. They are... Yep. They've got their ass so far up their... I mean, their head so far up their ass, it's ridiculous. So, they said, you know, in sworn affidavits, the fucking elders of Zion, or whatever these fucking guys are called, <laughs> you know, they... They're they, all, like, fucking, they have a rave down in the middle of the earth. <laughs> Man, let me stop. Let's stop. Right? Let's stop and talk about that for a fucking second. Like, the idea that, like, you've got the elders of the church who are the decision makers... Are you fucking kidding me? As soon as somebody comes to me and is like, well, we, we should talk to the fucking council of elders. I'd be like, why? Why are we doing Should we go find a druid? Like, what are we? <laughs> like, should I wear a fucking black cowl? Go find an elder. Let's get an altar and fucking sacrifice a bull because it's the fucking past. Yeah. Let's build fucking, uh, you know, big castles to protect against dragons. And we'll talk to the elders and maybe a wizard will show up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we could do all that or we could call the motherfucking police. You know, I, and it's not just I don't want to just think let the audience think that this is just Jehovah's Witness because I want to read this. Clergy are mandated to report child abuse in 45 states, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. But laws in 32 of those states contain some version of a loophole called clergy 
penitent privilege. Yep. Those exceptions allow church clergy to withhold information from authorities if they receive it from a member seeking spiritual advice. Yep. Well, this is the sacramental confession issue, right? Right. And you and I have talked about this before, and I think we disagree a little bit on this, but that's okay. I, I don't believe there should be any space in the law for uh, exclusions to reporting for things like child sex abuse or anything along those lines with regard to the sacramental confession. It's, look, you went to your priest, that's a great story, and you told him about how you're a fucking awful degenerate human being who breaks the law. If you tell me that, I have an obligation to, to, to report that, and I have that obligation for a reason. And that reason doesn't change because I'm me instead of a priest. And the reason that that obligation exists is to protect the victims of crimes. Sure. So all of a sudden, the victims of a crime are somehow less protected because the person I told it to believes some fucking magic fairy tale? Yeah, no, I That totally, shit I'm makes like, me crazy. I'm right there with you, man. I think that um, certain things should be protected with psychiatrists, but I don't think that any yes. kind of abuse whatsoever should ever be protected. Yeah. In my opinion, if somebody's hurting another person or someone has hurt another person, I, you know, I understand why it's there and it's there so that people will actually talk about it and maybe get help. Right. So like the reason why it exists is so that they have an opportunity to, um, to explain it to someone and then maybe in a right. safe, some sort of safe space, explain it and then have a conversation about it and maybe get help. And I know that we got a bunch of mail about this, you know, whether or not a person should do this, et cetera. But man, if someone's being hurt currently or someone has been hurt and they're still around, you know, like still there. Yeah. They, there needs to be some sort of closure for them, too. We're not just talking about the person who perpetrated the crime. We're talking about the victims here. Well, that's like a yeah. tick, what, what is it? Who's being protected in this scenario? You right. know, it's like, right. yeah, look, am I all for people getting mental health counseling? Of course I'm for people getting mental health counseling. I'm a huge advocate for the mental health care system. I think our mental health care system sucks. It makes me crazy that we even differentiate between physical health and mental health. I think it's a, it's a bullshit dichotomy. That said... If you're fucking diddling kids and you don't feel like, oh, I totes don't have a safe place to go and cry about how I'm a fucking evil monster. Well, I'm fucking sorry for you, bro. I don't like I'm not going to get on my fucking weepies and get all sad about that shit. You should be turned in. You're evil. Some shit is evil. Some shit is unforgivable. And you should be turned in. You should be turned in by your pastor, your priest, your rabbi, your Jehovah's whatever elder council guy. Like, all of them should turn you in. They should turn you in as a matter of course. It should be a fucking basic moral guideline. Yeah, absolutely. And these Jehovah's Witnesses, um, in this in this report, it says, the watchtower did not return calls seeking comment, but they did actually shoot an arrow with a note out. <laughs> We've asked so. the eye of Sauron what to do. <laughs> And it just shot a laser beam at us. <laughs> just orcs come out. They, oka, sent, oka. they sent a ring wraith PR <laughs> agent to talk to the people. We're several minutes in. We've already alienated everybody from Canada, not from Chicago, and unfamiliar with Lord of the Rings. There's like three people still listening this to this This is the reference program. episode. There we go. <laughs> You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This story comes from the Raw story. Ted Cruz teams up with Duggar-loving singer singing troupe. Duggar-loving. Duggar-loving to kill public education. Um, so Ted Cruz, man, let me just say, like, did you, did you watch his, 
Hey, I totes won Iowa speech. Yeah, only only won by like a tiny little bit. And, and he was like, it was like a three way tie. Basically, when he stood up to the podium, you could hear a thunk when his fucking dick hit the podium. He was oh, yeah. so fucking hard he for was himself. Super excited. Yeah, he was like punk. But it, punk. It, it, I thought it was like almost a three way tie, wasn't it? It was because there was only like a four point spread between Rubio, Trump, and Cruz. And they all basically declared victory, like yeah. except for Trump. Trump was totes like, yeah, I'm going to New Hampshire. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't care about you corn goblins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I never cared about you fuckers. Anyway. He specifically said that. Like, I mean, he was like, I mean, like, I mean, in any, I mean, he basically told, he, didn't he say in one of those things, like uh, the people of Iowa don't know what they're talking about or something. This was a while back. And then they played it on a. They did, like Colbert played it. He's yeah. like, he's like, what the fuck is wrong? How stupid are the people of Iowa? Yeah. He said at one point. Yeah, yeah right. He's I like, know it's it's probably taken out of it's, context, but it doesn't it's matter. Still hilarious. It doesn't matter. Everything out of context is more hilarious than when given its proper context. But yeah, like a Trump Trump speech was the only one where he didn't basically declare victory because he was the front runner and he came in second, right? But Cruz was like, Yeah, we totally fucking beat the front runner. And Rubio was like, Yeah, we proved the viability of our campaign onward and upward. Yeah. And Trump was just like, Fuck all y'all bitches, I'm going to New Hampshire. And Santorum was like, I'm still here, guys. I know, right? Well, Huckabee dropped out. Huckabee did. So, so did. I think Santorum did, too. Oh, did he? Did, I think so. He did? Think nobody so. knew he was in, so nobody yeah. fucking knew nobody he was out, right? for him anyway. Yeah. Fucking just clean up that frothy fucking yeah. mix and call that shit a night. <laughs> but I can't stand fucking listening to this guy. Ted Cruz makes my goddamn skin crawl when yeah. I listen to him. Um, and now, like, it's interesting to see all the people that support Ted Cruz. They're, like, the worst people. They're the worst side of the super evangelical funding nutty movement, right? They love this guy because the first thing he does when he, like, wins Iowa is he stands up there and he's like, the glory goes to God and his fucking weak-willed did you fucking see the, voice. Did you see the the ex-Muslim say, uh, Christian saying glory goes to God is like a Muslim saying Allah Akbar. Yeah, right? And it's I exactly like, the same thing. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is, like, could you imagine a Muslim getting up there and saying that after they won? They wouldn't win another yep. thing. They right? certainly wouldn't win another thing yeah. after that. It's exactly true, man. Yeah. It's exactly true. It's like, dude rolls up and he's like, praise be to God. And everyone's like, wow, we love you, Ted Cruz, we you mush pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you giant baby. <laughs> I want to change your diaper. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy. And, you know, if it's your kink, it's your kink. But I just, that's a guy who I imagine gets changed by his wife. Oh, dude. I Like, he fucking has the the, the cloth diaper with the safety pin mm-hmm. on it, and yeah. he's like, he's like, Cruzy needs a diaper diaper, <laughs> you know? And he's like... Cruzy <laughs> <laughs> needs a diaper diaper. <laughs> Will you wipe my bomb? Cruz made a bam bam. <laughs> like, you're a fucking horrible... Gosh, I need a... I need another drink. Have me oh, that maker's god. mark. Oh god. Oh, this is terrible. This is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do this oh, anymore. Oh Gruzy needs more fiber. <laughs> god. Oh, that uh, baby fetish shit is fucking <laughs> weird, dude. Like, look, here's the thing. Like, if that's whatever your thing is, it's like. All right, I'll play. But it's just like, hey, man, maybe you should uh, dress as an enormous baby. I'd be like, mm. Turns first out- off, I kind of do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can only fit in footy clothes. My dad for my entire. Oh, wait, where is this going? My dad for my where entire. Where is this going? Fucking young adult life. Dressed like a giant baby because he wore tidy whities 
and was completely naked other than tidy whities Like he was always, I mean, I don't care what, if it was summer, winter, whenever, my dad was, he, when he came home, pants and shirt came off, yes. and he was tidy whitey yes. man. And he was tidy whitey man all the time. Yes. 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 <laughs> Get home from work, it's like, why have I been wearing pants all day? <laughs> he was tidy whitey The whole man. day. Uh, it's ridiculous. He'd lay on the couch in his tidy whities Yeah, giant man. Giant baby. That's why you buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> house. That's it. Your bloated corpse. Right? Yeah. It's just so that, here's the thing, like, when I die, I don't want the, what would inevitably call the paramedics, I don't want them to have to cut much off of me to get to what they need. Like, it's just, just fucking tidy whities and that's the whole thing. I'm down to just a thong these days. We haven't gotten to the story. I, I want to say the one thing I want to talk about with this story is they're talking about how um, this this homeschooler is basically saying, look, uh, you know, there's it's a broken policy. We, we need to take this this schooling back. And he says within uh, that is included the rights that we need to have as parents to be able to choose what education we desire for our children. You know. The thing is, is we talked about this many times, not teaching your child about the world in yep. a real way yep. is child abuse. It is. You it's know, it's totally intellectual child abuse. Child abuse. You is. know, children should all have the ability to start out at the same starting gate. You know what I mean? Like they should all get the same level of some sort of education and to be like, you know, I want to teach my kid what I want to teach my kid. You know, that's fine. Do that at home. But at the same time, they should have the same advantages to be able to go to school and not think that the world is a fucking on a giant turtle. Right. And, you know, I think that a lot of this comes from I really do. I think a lot of this comes from fear. I think these guys are afraid that if they if their children are exposed to different ideas, that their kids are not going to grow up uh, the way they need them or want them to grow up. And what, what that says to me is that, like, the strength of your ideas is very, very poor, and you know it. Yeah. Right? Because if I think the strength of my arguments is, is sound, um, then I'm not scared to put my arguments up against your arguments. Right. Right? I'm not scared to put, you know, evolution up against creation. Right? They're not, neither one of my arguments, but just saying. I'm not scared to say, like, let's put those two things up side by side and have a real conversation about them. I'm not afraid at all to put my atheism up against your theism, for example. I'm not afraid to put strong ideas against weak ideas. I'm never going to be afraid of that. These guys are always afraid. They're isolationist because they recognize the inherent weakness of their position, and they want to uh, uh, insulate their kids because they know that as soon as their kids are exposed to real ideas, strong ideas, ideas with backing, that everything they build, the whole foundation just crumbles. It's a house of cards, and they fucking know it. And this isolationism is a tacit acceptance of the weakness of their fucking position. And it's ridiculous. And the other thing, too, I mean, you got to think about it this way. Why are you so worried that your kid doesn't believe in this stuff? And the reason why you're so worried is, one, you want to still believe in it. You don't want any opposition. You want to make sure that you stay right. at this level of belief. But the other thing is, is that you have control over them. That's why you want them to believe in it. It's not about anything other than being able to control these, this kid or this other person. Right. And it's all about control. So we want to thank our, most, our, our brand new patrons, Michael, Robert, Mark, John, Christopher, Matt, Mo, Jeff, Andrew, Clinton, 
Stephen, and Diana. Thank you all so very much for your generous donations. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, you know, we wind up uh, every week coming to Glory Hole Studios, and this this studio exists because of our patrons. And we want to, we want to thank you so much. You know, the reason why this podcast continues and uh, continues interruption free is because of the patrons. Absolutely, you guys are the best. We also get PayPal donations. Drew, Lies, and Eric. We really appreciate it, Eric. We totes appreciate totes it. Totes appreciate so much, it, bro. Man. Totes appreciate totes, it, bro. So we got some email we want to cover here real quickly before we uh, before we sign out. We got a message uh, from Colin, and Colin said that he decided uh, that the Ted Nugent dissection was dissection was the episode that he would let his wife and nineteen year old daughter listen to, uh, and he, it was interesting. My wife and daughter were laughing so much. My, my wife had an asthma attack, and my daughter started vomiting. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible time! That's awesome. Uh, I love too that he says like they are reluctant to listen to. I don't more blame episodes. them. I don't blame that's, them. That's terrific. We get a message from Terry, and I want to read the end of this. Uh, Terry says thanks, and he says thanks for breaking the cycle in my line. And he's talking about not uh, not being religious. And he says I am a champion for skepticism and humanism, which is why I am teaching my grandkids and not the Bible. That's terrific. I, that's great. You know, and it and it's 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 interesting to see people. You know, even you know, that have grandkids, right? This, this, this is not a young man, mm-hmm. uh, that is able to, you know, eventually, you know, change that, that, you know, that far along. And I think that's great. I think so too. It takes a lot as we get older and we get, you know, a little more set in our belief systems. Yeah. Breaking from those belief systems is even more challenging because it requires us to redefine our narrative, you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. We got a message uh, from Liam and Liam talks about an argument that Matt Dillahunty makes, Tom. Uh, he says, imagine that your five-year-old is dying and needs a kidney. Should the government legally require that the mother donate one of hers? We might think that she would be immoral if she doesn't, but obviously America would be a horrifying dystopia if the government could make uh, could take your organs. This should be especially abhorrent to small government conservatives. It's the same situation if abortion is illegal. The government is forcing women to donate the use of their bodies to their children. They are violating their bodily autonomy. He finds his argument much more convincing than the argument that zygotes aren't people. Um, what do we think? I, I don't like this argument. I'm, I'm unconvinced by this argument. Um, while I agree that uh, you know, it would be a horrifying dystopia to say that you have to donate an organ, I'm not sure that that's an analogy that is necessarily a one-to-one comparison. I think that there's a lot about pregnancy that doesn't necessarily lend itself to a one-to-one comparison in this analogy. Um, and I do think that the real question, at least for me, the real question about whether or not um, abortion has a moral or ethical component, it does at least in the conversation begin with when is a life an autonomous human being? Because then you have significant considerations yeah, yeah. To, to take into account. I don't find this analogy yeah. terribly compelling. Yeah. And you said something earlier. You said it's not – it's certainly – uh, the baby doesn't have the the brain, you know, the the brain function at zero weeks or one week, but you know, what, how, you know, it's it's certainly not nothing at forty, right? You know, and so there's a there is a conversation to be had there about viability outside the womb and that sort of thing. I mean, that's clearly a conversation that needs to be had, and I think you know should be had instead of uh, instead of blanketing both sides. You yeah, know what I mean? It, like, if it's not all or nothing, yeah, right? It's not all or nothing. It can't be. But I understand. I, I, I think I understand this. And there was an argument when I was in college. I was in a critical thinking class. And there was this argument that this person had 
and I don't know if I can do it justice, but the idea was people seeds. Imagine if you had a uh, had your window open, and for comfort, you had your window open, and in floated this people seed, and it landed in your carpet, and it couldn't be removed for nine months. You had to make sure you kept it in your carpet. Would you be forced to keep this people seed in your carpet? You know what I mean? Like, would you be forced to keep it there? And I never liked the analogy. I was like, uh, you know, I don't like the analogy. First off, it's it's fant- it's like a fantasy, which I don't right. like. I don't like bringing it to that anyway but then also i was just like yeah but i mean are you ejaculating you know fucking uh 200,000 people seeds into a screen and hoping it doesn't go through you know right. what i mean like there's like you know no. there's no good way to make this analogy we've got to deal with the with 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 reality not with analogy yes so we're not going to play this again it's another sarah palin remix this one got a little repetitive near the end, but Jake sent in this Sarah Palin remix. It's uh, great. It's funny, and it's that uh, right-wing and bitter clinging thing. They're going on and on with it. So if you want to check it out, it'll be on this week's show notes. The image for this episode will be corn goblins, and I will go back and make sure that this goes on to the corn goblin episode. It's super funny. It's super funny. So We got a message from Mike Marsh, who is uh, just a funny, uh, clever guy. Uh, Mike Marsh runs a show called uh, Be Reasonably Skeptical. Uh, <laughs> he runs a show called Be Reasonable. And uh, and he's also part of Incredulous like every third fucking time that they have a show. Right. And he's. Well, they've only had three they've shows. Only had, he's like every third one. Right. Uh, and he's also uh, one of the uh, hosts of Skeptics with a K. But he did a Flat Earth uh, episode. So um, this is going to be great. I'm going to listen to it. And uh, and he talks about the flat earth people. There's two different arguments, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of amazing. You said argument number one is people who really believe it versus people who enjoy the intellectual pursuit of arguing a clearly false position. The beauty of this is that the latter group are so convincing, they convince the former group even more. (laughs) I think that's beautiful. And two, I love this sentence. People who think that the earth is a disc with the Arctic circle in the middle and the rest of the country splayed out with a wall of ice around the edge Versus people who think that the Earth is an infinite plane in all directions that bisects reality. The latter is my favorite English sentence of all time, he says. I think that's beautiful. That's Mike, awesome. thank you yeah, so much. You misspelled favorite, dude. Yeah, it doesn't have a U. Um, it's not ye oldie. <laughs> ye oldie favorite. Uh, we got an interesting message from Chris, and Chris says that he saw this in his Facebook feed. Um, faith means believing in advance. What will only make sense in reverse? You gotta believe. You gotta see it before you will see it, and I think that that is a perfect example of how religious people think. I mean, look at the biblical prophet, you know, quote unquote prophecies that they talk about. Because all they all you have to do is look at something in reverse. That's how the Bible code works, right? You can never find anything. In, I wasn't aware the Bible code worked. Well, you can never find anything in the future. But if you type in, you know, let's look for Titanic, you could oh, sure. find it right, yes. right? Yeah. in there. So the same, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, that, that idea that all I have to do is look at a past thing yeah. and then I, all I have to do is type it in there and, and somehow it will reinforce this belief I already have. And the same thing happens with hindsight. I mean, this is all, all this is, is basically saying faith is hindsight. Yeah, that's a great, and, and- Fair enough, yeah. right? Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I think that's I mean, a it's an apt comparison. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'd just rather just rather have hindsight and not have to worry about all the baggage. Well, we posted a video this week, so if you go to our Facebook page uh, or Twitter, you can find the video. We'll also post it on this week's show notes. Um, 
the video is Tom and I. It starts out with us trying to figure out what Glenn Beck's talking about um, fancy soap and fancy shampoo. And we, uh, we wind up actually filming Tom working on a whiteboard. So if you want to check the video out, you can find it on our website. You can also find it on our Facebook feed, on our YouTube stream, and on, uh, on Twitter. So if you want to check it out, um, we think it turned out kind of funny. So if you want to see it, you can find it in those places. We were just on a couple of podcasts. I don't know when they're going to release. Uh, Mythicist Milwaukee was one of them. And then we were also on this great show. We had a great time yeah. on Apostasy Now. A lot of fun, uh, man. It was a lot of fun. The, the, uh, in the, the man, uh, the, the Mr. Dragonbeard, is who we, that's how we, we know him. He, we had such a great time. He was such a, a, just such a nice guy. You know, totes Canadian guy. Oh, yeah. He's super <laughs> Canadian. Super yeah. Canadian. Constantly you know, apologizing. Asked all ab- yeah. about us. Yeah. About us. He was real sorry. But, yeah, <laughs> we, we had a great time on that show. And um, I also, Tom wasn't on, but I also appeared on a episode with Eli Bosnick uh, of uh, Thomas's show, Atheistically Speaking. So look for those in the future. When we get links for these, we'll be posting them. The link for Mythicist Milwaukee should be on this show. So if you want to go check us out there, um, you can check out these this week's show notes. Um, in the future, we're going to be on a, a couple of other, again, we're going to be on several podcasts in the near future coming up, and we'll keep you abreast of all the other ones that we wind up doing. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we had a great time this time and this was fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun and we look forward to next time, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 